is Sean Donovan, and you're listening to the guys at Send Central. The Ottawa Senators are proud to select the Senators d'Ottawa sont fiers de choisir. Uh, once it's all said and done with and you get playing, you realize how insignificant the draft really is. And <laughs> Tim O'Brien, the rookie, on Strowman, laying it off for Kyle Turris, his shot, scores! Hello, Sens fans. It's a special edition of Making Sense of the Sens. I'm Ross Levitan, joined by Chris Parliament. What's up? And Brandon Piller. Hey, guys. We're here to talk about memorable moments in Ottawa Senators draft history. Now, I will be honest, they aren't all rosy. Got to take the good with the bad. And we're going to start with probably the best moment in franchise history. But before we do that, actually, let's... Talk about number 42. This was back when Jim O'Brien was allowed to pick his own number with the <laughs> Ottawa Senators. The glory no, days. <laughs> not number 40 when they just slapped on over Dumont. No, this was rookie Jim O'Brien, who happened to stick with the draft theme, the first round pick. You heard Dean Brown say, the rookie. Well, that was in 2012 in overtime against the New York Rangers. That draw pass at the blue line. Kyle Turris, that's where he made his mark as a sniper. Everyone's like, man, yeah. have you seen Kyle Turris' release? Yeah. Wow. He can shoot yeah. it. Beat Lungfist clean on that one. But yeah, Jimmy O'Brien, shout out, number 42. Also, only played one season with the Ottawa Senators, but it was a memorable one. Tom Pricing. How's that for a name drop? In his one year in Ottawa, he had 38 points and was a plus 40. And they went to the Stanley Cup final. He was Damn. on the third pair. Remember, it was him and Joe Corvo? Yeah. And they just brought that d- dimension of offense. It was so awesome to see. So uh, shout out Tom Pricing there. Um, he was also in the Martin Havlat trade. People forget that. But um, as I mentioned, the most memorable moment, 2001. It was actually the last time the Senators picked in the top five. They picked second overall due to a trade, a draft day trade. They traded their captain, Alexi Yashin the New York Islanders in exchange for Zdeno Chera, Bill McColt, and the second overall pick. Just happened to be Jason Spezzi. You heard him in the intro with his ever-famous laugh that always gets an eye roll, eh, Chris? Oh, it's brutal. No, it, it's cringeworthy. Like, yeah. it's it's hard to sit through it. Yeah, and like, the video sure, is even worse yeah, when like, you see it with the video. Yeah, oh. like, makes your skin crawl a little bit. You know what else makes my skin crawl is seeing the extension that Alexi Ashen got when he got, went after the trade. I believe it was a 13-year uh, deal that was bought out. I believe it's maybe just ended, but... It's got to be done by they now. Were, well, they're paying DiPietro until 2029. I so. love that so much. <laughs> I know, that one actually <laughs> kills me. Uh, like just that, that guy just, he wins. You should just own the island after that. And I love how Gar Snow went from being DiPietro's backup goalie to GM, and then his first move is giving his starter from the year before a 13-year goal deal. Yeah, 15. He's, he's was better, 15. Yeah, he's yeah, better yeah. than me. Like, uh, <laughs> give him a deal. I, I know how important having good goaltending is. Well, they still haven't found one, and it's uh, 2018. But that that really changed the course of Senators' history. Like, that trade with Zidane Cherry, you think of what he brought to Ottawa in the short time he was here. I, th- I believe it was five years. Uh, the Big Z was patrolling Ottawa, but what a move. I mean, yeah, you change your franchise. When you go and you get pieces like that, you are rebuilding the blue line, and then you're trying to get your your piece for the future. And if you're going to draft that early in the draft, I mean, you've got a chance at changing the way your outlook of your 
of your uh, team is going, where your future is going to be down the line, and, and that's a big piece that on the blue line as well. well big in emphasis. Well, yeah. and then Pillar, when you look at Jason Spezza, this guy torched the OHL. Yeah. One year he had 86 points in 41 games. Man, that guy. <laughs> that was his draft Talk year. about release. That guy could shoot the puck with those but he old never wooden did. sticks. He, he never did shoot the puck. That's the thing that drove me nuts. And he always missed high and broke the glass uh, yeah, with wristers. Yeah. How funny is it, though, when you when you think that, yeah, he could have shot the puck more? He had back-to-back 34-goal years, three 30-plus goal years in a row, starting in 06-07. So when Heatley scored 50 the first time, Spets had 71 assists that year <laughs> and 90 points in 68 games. That's nasty. And then the next year, he's like, you know what? Maybe I should shoot more. 34 goals, 87 points, plus tw- uh, 26 that year. Um, and should be mentioned that Spezza was a part of the only three players to lead the playoffs in scoring 1-2-3 as teammates. Yeah. Pizza line. Yeah. Yes. And it, honestly, you have to shoot more because Heater just got like stood at the top of the slot with his stick above his head and just like, waited for one-timers. Well, some, it's easy to defend, so you just got to shoot at that point. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm bored, I just type in Alfie yeah. Heatley Spezza, and there's a, there's actually a really good highlight video on YouTube of just all their highlights during one of those seasons. They're <laughs> toying with teams, and when you look at the ticker, it's always like four, five, six, nothing. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, those are the good those yeah, are the those good are times. the good old days. Yeah. So, I remember when uh, he scored from the new when Heater scored from the neutral zone against the Leafs, and that was when yeah. I was just like, "Geez, like <laughs> this guy's good." Yeah, unbelievable. On the other end of the spectrum was in the 2005 draft. So Ottawa had really been on a roll the previous few years during the regular season. We don't want to get into their playoff struggles, but in the 05, it was the year after the lockout. It was the Sidney Crosby draft. It was in Ottawa. And it was all done by lottery. So no matter where yeah. you finished, didn't matter. Ottawa got ninth overall, and you're like, oh my god, we can add a really good piece yeah, here, top ten pick. Um, the Ottawa Senators, right after the San Jose Sharks took Devin Setaguchi, who had a respectable 516 game career, the Ottawa Senators selected from high school. Yeah, in Minnesota. No disrespect to Minnesota high school hockey, but Brian right. Lee did not work out. Uh, rest in peace to Luke Bordon, who went right after him, but uh, there's a couple notable names right after him as well, eh, Parley? Yeah, uh, I mean, Anze Kopitar, I don't know, have you heard of him? Uh, uh, once. Oh, per- t- two cups. Yeah, just unbelievable player, uh, leader, if there ever was one, uh, day in, day out. I mean, he's the type of guy where, you know where Pavel Datsuk just did everything right? Anze Kopitar is that for LA. Just like never takes a shift off. He's going to win every stick battle on his own end, make the right decision through the neutral zone, and then pop one in the offensive zone. He just 200-foot game, great player, one of my favorites. How, do you guys see Brian Lee play 209 games? That actually really shocks me. How many of those <laughs> were with Ottawa? That's what, I'm, yeah. that's what I'm looking now. Three years, right? No, five? Five years, dude. Yeah, because they were able to move him, I believe, to Tampa Bay. It wasn't for much in return. Um, no, it was a terrible return. But at that point, you just had to get Did rid one? of him. He, <laughs> yeah. it, it was just like his presence was was just kind of putting this team back. And he took a while to get here. His when was his first year, Pilsy? Uh, oh seven, oh eight. So three years after oh five draft, and um, Ottawa, I guess, has made up for because they traded for the number two pick. In the draft, uh, Bobby Ryan went right after Sidney Crosby, and 
uh, what will obviously always be remembered as a Sidney Crosby draft. But um, kind of funny when you I saw a picture of Bobby Ryan, A, wearing the Mighty Ducks jersey, which Sick. is sweet. Maybe making a comeback this year. Yeah, as the third. Yeah. Shout out alternates. Yeah, I missed them last they're year. coming back. I yeah. can't wait for the Vegas alternate. Yeah, that's, that's going to be, be interesting. Nasty. Oh, and yeah. if you miss, we actually didn't get to it in episode 41. Um, the NHL released all the draft hats. Yeah. And aside from Washington having that weird bird that they have on their shoulder pad. The Kuznetsov. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Every single one is their primary logo. Senators have the O. Fly the O, baby. Rock the O. So that'll be uh, really interesting to see how uh, what develops in terms of that. There's also the train of thought where it's like the Sens are going to be pretty bad next year. Maybe hold off on the rebrand one more year. Let the ugly play go with the ugly jerseys. No, it's because Adidas took over last year, so they gave a home and away, and then this year they're adding on to the to it where a little more customization because they don't have to make 60 two new uniforms. Yeah, well, at this point, Eric Carlson's still an Ottawa Senator, so we will say that um, what changed the course of franchise history into its current state was the 08 draft, where the Ottawa Senators traded up from 18 to 15 with the Nashville Predators. And what really makes this interesting, obviously Ottawa selected Eric Carlson. Well, more importantly, Daniel Alfredson made the selection in Ottawa. Really a great moment at Carlson looking yeah. around the arena, kind of licking his lips like this. I'm, I'm this is dominate. my moment. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to dominate here. But what really gets interesting when you look back at that is the LA Kings had two picks before Ottawa made that selection. Their first one, I believe it was two or three, Drew Doughty, pretty good defenseman. Not bad. Number 13, they did go with the defenseman, but they went with Colton Tubert. Yeah. Can you imagine? getting those two guys in the first round of an NHL draft. Yeah, but that's when LA's building and LA knows that you need to have a big big defenseman and he was just on that uh World Junior team coming off that season where he was the Twin Towers with uh Alex Petrangelo on the blue line and they just tore it up. So I mean that was he was definitely a sexy pick going in over a undersized kid from Sweden in Aaron Carlson. Uh, could you guys imagine if the Sens didn't trade up and Nashville snag Carlson? Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, the next year they kind of failed with their first round pick. There's that famous mic'd up conversation on the draft floor between Brian Burke and and uh, Brian Murray um, talking about, oh, do you want Kadri? Is he your guy? And uh, sure enough, the Leafs picked him at eight, so Ottawa took Jared Cowan at nine. Um, shout out Cowan and the, and the Heritage jersey that uh, the pills he has now. Um, <laughs> but they did have a lot of nice picks in that 09 draft. They had two second rounders. Uh, they drafted Jakob Silverberg with their own pick and Robin Leonard with a pick they acquired in a trade with Columbus that saw Antoine Vermette go to Columbus for Pascal Leclerc and a second round pick. Um, Pascal Leclerc, I think we've talked about him on the show before, getting hurt sitting on the bench. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good selection. They also took Chris Weidman in the fourth round and Mike Hoffman in the fifth round. This is the type of draft we were talking about in episode 41 where the Sharks are kind of stockpiling on the later picks. I mean, it works out. Just look at the 9 draft. You have, what, five picks, six picks after 100, and two of them are pretty good playing in the league now. I mean, if two players hit after 100, that's a pretty good draft. Yeah, my mind. definitely. And the Sens didn't have much of that between uh, 2012, 2013, and 2014. But 
one of my favorite draft moments, we'll get to how bad those drafts were in just a minute, but in 2010, the Ottawa Senators made a trade. They traded Alex All to the Dallas Stars for a sixth-round pick in 2010. Now, the 2010 draft was pretty bad for the Ottawa Senators as well. Only four picks, none before the third round. Uh, Marcus Sorensen actually has made a bit of a name for himself with the San Jose Sharks with a good playoff performance, but they traded that for a sixth-round pick who became Mark Stone. Mark Stone has a funny draft history. If you look at his questionnaire, it says last name first, then first name, and he had wrote it the wrong way, so it's like scratched out and then fixed. (laughs) What a beauty. Yeah, on an IQ test, I think that's an automatic zero. Well, he's also the guy who uh, famously tried to squirt water in his mouth, but had the water bottle upside down. That usually doesn't work. So then in the midst of that, (laughs) in that same rebuild... Uh, Alexei Kovalev was sent to Pittsburgh for a seventh round pick that, the this, following year. When that trade was announced, I was furious. I couldn't believe it. I was like, a, like it was time for Kovalev to go, and like he he, he was no longer dope. Yeah, <laughs> like his skill set was declining, and you're yeah. just sick of all his lazy plays. Blah blah blah. But a seventh round pick that ended up being the 204th selection of the draft. I was losing my mind that that's all that they could get in return for Kovalev. Now I love it. Ryan yeah. Dezingle at nice. 204. Dezingle is one of my favorite sends. I'm not going to I think he's going like, to step it up. He's like, a sleeper. to the gas pedal, yeah. Especially, like, he can easily be, well, it's not a good thing, but with this sends top six, he's easily in the top six. And I can see him hitting 20 goals multiple times uh, within the next five years. I I can see him hitting 20 goals at least three times. I remember, like, I remember... St- Back to opening night of this season in the NHL where uh, Connor McDavid blew past, uh, I forget, I think it was TJ Brody in the neutral zone. He like he was speeding in a school zone or whatever, and then he just ramped it upstairs. Ryan DeSingle has that speed, but he also has that like ability that just a few of the guys have that can be like on the goal line and tuck it under the crossbar. He just has that ability to just ramp it upstairs, and I love that in a speed guy like that. Like... You see it on JVR, always doing it around here. James Van Riemsdyk in the Toronto media. Six players from that 2011 draft played over 100 games for the Ottawa Senators, which is good because outside of Cody Ceci and Curtis Lazar, who both have their detractors, the Sens only drafted one player, Ben Harper, over the between 2012 and 2014, who played over 50 games in the NHL. 50 games. Yikes. Chris Drieger, the other, played three. And Andreas Englund has played six. And Tobias Lindbergh has played six. That is a tough stretch of drafting, but they made up for it, I think, in 2015 when they had two firsts, two seconds, two fourths. Thomas Shabbat, Colin White, Gabriel Gagne, Philip Schlappick, Christian Yar- Wolainen, and Christian Yarosh. I think that's a good start. Big time. And then Logan Brown last year. And then, of course, uh, we talked in episode 41 about Formington and Batherson being steals there. Um, so I guess the draft is, when you listen to this tonight, Friday, are, you, are we thinking that the Sens are, are going to add more than one piece that it's going to be important to them down the line? Yes. I think both these first-rounders are going to hit for them. And, I mean, the talk has been for so long around us just saying this forward – do you take a forward with that number four pick? And I think we all kind of hopped on that boat as the offseason went on. But now moving Hoffman, you need a player that can step in the lineup and score goals next year. I think it's even more of an exclamation point now. 
Yeah, definitely. And I mean, if you if you look at it, like really, Hoffman's you can definitely define him as a 30 goal scorer. Usually he's right around 28, 27. So you can call him a 30 goal scorer. So you bring you bring Bodker back in that deal. He you can maybe rely on him for 15, 15 goals. And then you get Zadina. He's probably going to score at least 10 to 15 goals if he gets good minutes in a top six role. So you've essentially replaced Hoffman's goals. So really, like the Senators, if they can if they can get Zadina and he's effective year one, that's huge. Yeah, and uh, this is big first round because I don't think they pick again till 99. Yeah, 95 so, after 22. Yeah, so the Montreal Canadiens have four second round picks. Cody and if they CC. hit with Kotkaniemi at three... They can get Rasmus Kupari, who's being called the next Sebastian Ajo, the good Ooh. Sebastian Ajo. <laughs> so if they can get like a nice little finish connection there, Ottawa might be playing catch up. So you need to make you need to hit on these two first rounders. One of the most important drafts in Ottawa Senators franchise history. Enjoy tonight. Hope you like some context about some of the previous drafts in franchise history, but don't get it twisted. This one tonight is by far with the state of the franchise the most crucial for Chris Parliament and Brandon Pillar. I'm Ross Levitan. Hopefully we'll be talking about the names you hear called tonight for years to come. Some nights I stay up cashing in my bad luck. Some nights I call it a draw. Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle. Some nights I wish they just fall off. But I still wake up. I still see our ghosts. Oh Lord, I 